So is this going to be the one where that opens up with like the really sexy like Kenny G Christmas sax music? Um, I can try to find sexy Christmas sax music. No, just get regular sexy sax and put jingle bells over it. So Did You Like It, a film podcast to get lost with the thousands and thousands of other film podcasts. But we're not going to be critics, and we're not going to throw numbers, because today we're here to celebrate the holidays. That's right. I am Square, and joined as always with my co-host. I'm that guy from the diner, Kaz. And we also have a special guest here. You could even say the reason for the season. Oh, man. Hi, special guest. I've been primed, oh, dude. Wow. Every wow. every time there's a guest, you say, "Say hello, special guest." And I was thinking, Tell us. <laughs> I changed my approach recently. Usually, I've been more accusatory. Who are you? What are you doing here? Who do you have to say for yourself? Say hi, special guest. Pick one. I was I was primed oh, to hit a no, baseball, no, and wait, you threw a football. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no. Here's the thing. He was primed to throw that baseball. Then you actually throw a football, but then actually went back to throwing a baseball because you went back to being nice, just in a different way. No, I had the football, and he was like, oh, okay, we're doing this then. So he went to go <laughs> kick it, and I loosened his ass. <laughs> we're all oh, a bunch of nice guys here, so, you know? Hey! hey. Except he introduced himself with his name. Oh, I'm Tucker. <laughs> I edit the podcast, and now I'm on it. For a couple. Because Tucker, our wonderful, amazing editor, uh, joined, gave us a great idea uh, as we were shopping around ideas because we're here for the holidays, everybody. And you know what that means? We got to spend the holidays with a special someone. Last year, it was writer-director James Gunn, a special man in our hearts now. We had a great time. There's still an episode none of you have heard. It's in the vault. Maybe we'll release it. Maybe we won't. When we reach $10,000 on Patreon, <laughs> which we don't have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't look. We're very poor businessmen. Oh, man. Kaz, this year, who did we choose? Tucker. We chose Tucker. Thank you so much. <laughs> and here he is. That's so nice. Yeah, and I guess we also like have a bit of an unroading so we could watch a movie, which we chose Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Gosling will be my plus one. That's right. This is going to be a straight comparison between our editor and Ryan Gosling. Mm -hmm. This is what this is all about. I always ask people I meet to compare me to Ryan Gosling. We're going to put these two on a pedestal. Every Ryan Gosling film we watch for the next four weeks and just shame Tucker. Hardcore. I'm going to Google how tall Ryan Gosling is real quick. <laughs> Might as well Google how old he is. Just so we can see by what age you should be that successful. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I am one inch that taller was... than Ryan Gosling, so sorry. <laughs> I have to interject. Nice. Hey, you got you got one up on Ryan Gosling. I'm so proud of you, Tucker. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, okay. So tallness is what matters, eh? You it... bunch of tall motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he yeah, had to get he had to get his one it win in, alright? Like just let him have it. <laughs> So, sorry, as everyone, if everyone remembers last year, we watched four films uh, by the person we chose to spend the holidays with, and that is what we are doing this year as well. 
Uh, so for Ryan Gosling, we are kicking this off with the film The Nice Guys, directed by Shane Black, starring Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, playing two guys on the same case, working together to figure out why everybody is looking for a girl named Amelia. That's the simplest way to start off with this plot. I'm very sad, though, that we did not get to watch this movie together. Like, circumstances <laughs> kind of, like, threw a lot of stuff into the air, and we did not all get to sit down and watch it together, and I am so sad about that. <laughs> why Why sad? Why? What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, it would have been the best time, I feel. <laughs> like, we would have had an amazing time. Tucker, I know you've seen this movie, but I think both Kaz and I are going into this one for the first time, right? I have never seen it before. Mm. I'm so and, curious. Oh, I'm not even sure I've seen it now. I had two hours to watch this movie before the podcast tonight. So I was actually at a restaurant with like my parents and uh, my sister with her family. And it was just like, I was looking at the time. I was like, I got to start this movie. I was like, hey, I, I got to go, guys. Uh, I'm going to go watch a movie real quick. And I started watching it on my phone like in the restaurant actually at first so i wouldn't be like rude about leaving too quickly within 30 seconds of this movie starting i'm just basically like yeah i can't watch this in public i gotta go home <laughs> oh yeah what what happens in the movie that you couldn't watch it in public the most <laughs> traumatic thing that could ever happening for a boy going through his own like puberty time you know uh, it was just yeah, like that kid's gonna grow up with some weird fucking fetishes <laughs> no, guy like this this kid is gonna get just like the weirdest feeling from david lynch films when he gets to that age <laughs> yeah it's a very early uh boob reveal uh and porn star death within the first like five minutes uh, oh not just classifying this scene as a boob reveal <laughs> no, okay yeah sorry it's not just a There's simple a boob naked boob. porn star who drives through his <laughs> down a mountain or cliff drives into the house <laughs> and it lands upside down in this kid's backyard on fire and this whole woman is just naked splayed onto the damage and of course of course she's in the same for the wear. we have to also say uh, the kid was up late at night because he was sneaking a porno from his parents' room that had this same porn star in that edition. So, of course, this woman's dying pose is the same exact pose from this porn magazine. I forgot about that. That's like all that kid would ever talk about oh, from then on. Yeah, no, he is done. <laughs> what did she say to him? Um, it's like, how do you like my car, big boy? That's something. Yeah. Weird. So weird. Which we all saw together and we were like, what the fuck? It comes around and it makes sense. Oh. That's kind of what I like about this movie is they plant so many different little like hints here and there peppered throughout um, that just come back. Like the, the, the one of the opening things is like a, a, a news uh, channel playing and they mention the smog, which comes into this play in the story. They mention, I think, the car manufacturer being sued which comes into the story also a missing girl and the dead porn star this movie like is it hit me in the same way that like knives out hit me in when that came out in such in the way that like you don't get a lot of great you know private investigator movies anymore so when these ones come out that really like subvert the genre to like do something new to get people like back into this this type of storytelling 
it's so great it's so amazing yeah i feel like it's really of an era that like I, this came out 2016 and had like a 60 something million budget which is like that it's the end of that era of like the mid-range budget movies and it's also i mean it's probably a little past the time of the buddy cop movie at that point yeah but it was like i don't know it just checked all the boxes i remember all right so the first time i watched it is different than like the second and the third time i watched it but the first time i watched it i will say i remember being like this is such a good movie i had no idea this existed honestly i remember the trailers and i was like uh I don't know. It was whatever. And then because I had kind of a no expectation going in, it was pretty, I was, it was just like, I don't know. It's just a, a thing that di- doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. 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 It's sad how right you are <laughs> in that statement. Like one of the, one of the things I think that really worked for this movie that got me so interested in it was just everything felt so real in a sense, you know? In terms of, like, and not realizing, like, everything like this would happen in real life, but, like, there was no CGI. There was no, like, or, like, no overuse of CGI. There was all just, like, real effects, like, a film you would see like this, like, in, say, like, the 70s or the 80s, when, like, you didn't have that to work with. It was a film that was really trying to match, like, the time period it would have been made in and i feel like it hit that vibe very well yeah including some of the language and display of tits and (laughs) on the camera feels very of the 70s or really actually i mean i maybe i don't know as many movies from the 70s i certainly am not familiar with pornos from the 70s but it uh kind of made me think of like movies from the 80s where we threw around like you know f slurs uh in the movie i'm like oh that feels a little dated, but it is set in that date, so... It's eh. the 70s. That's... And then, yeah, just porn stars named Misty Mountains. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, this seems of an era. <laughs> I was going to say, it's a hard thing to distinguish, I think, when I was watching it. Because I know that's like the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, is this okay? Like, so, like the, there's a... Like, just a, yeah, laughing at, like, uh, the mention that someone was gay in, like, the opening scenes. Like, it's rolling yeah, through. And I don't, it's like, is video. this supposed to, right. Is it like, is this supposed to be me laughing at just the fact that someone's gay? Or is this, like, an establishing of the 70s? Like, the, the there are protesters throughout this movie that are, like, pretty annoying. <laughs> and we're kind of, we're definitely supposed to laugh at them. And it's, like, done in a way that I'm like, but this is, like, the 70s, and there was a different sort of protest happening, and it is a kind of a, a, a cartoonish caricature of it. But that, yeah, you're right, that language that comes in, I just don't, I don't know where uh, the, it's it's of this time, because they also use the, the R word, <laughs> and it's like, is it, yeah. is it of the time, or, because Shane, you know, Shane Black is, is someone that of the time yes exactly (laughs) you get it oh obviously let's be real guys yeah that was my one little like oh oh it's directed by shane black hmm Mm -hmm. like right when that it's very much of its time we can say because like let's be real those words were being used still like in the 90s without a problem it seemed yeah yeah but that's the thing this came out like you said in like 2016 so it's it's acting of it's of an earlier time and it came out in a more progressive time so it's one of those like weird um is this okay kind of moments it's like you know watching um 
watching the, the 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 recent it movies and the kids right there saying slurs you're like oh oh shit but he's a bad guy so you're like and it was of that time once again you're like huh i i don't know it feels complex it's like this is well it's not like we should like rewrite history you know just to like make a movie more pc no but yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just clarifying. When we say this movie is of the time, it's the setting is of the time, and they go a pretty. Uh, I guess they go to some lengths to be pretty accurate to the time period. Mm-hmm. The movie itself came out in yeah, 2016. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you believe they take the Lord's name in vain in this movie? <laughs> I know. Actually, I love that line. God damn! <laughs> because like <laughs> his interaction with this character named Janet, one of his daughter's best friends. Uh, Ryan Gosling's character. What's his name in it? Holland March. When he takes the when he says like Jesus Christ, can everybody shut up for a second? Uh, he's like, you took the Lord's name in vain. It's like, no, actually, Janet, I found it very useful. It reminded me so much of Quentin Tarantino in that like uh, interview. He's like, because I like it, Janet. Because <laughs> it's because it's so much fun, Jan. <laughs> I was losing uh, my fucking mind at that line. And also, I was just like, that is the best comeback I, mean, I have ever heard of that statement. Right, Ryan Gosling's character is pretty um, flippant with, when it, around children. Like, he doesn't really seem to, like, hold back or anything. He walks in that one, like, after he tells his daughter the second time to, like, hey, go hang out with your friend Jessica or whatever. And then when he comes back to the house, and they're both in the house, he's like, what happened? And Jessica's like, oh, my sister had a boy over, so she kicked us out. And he's like, your sister's such a slut. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> it's, like, right to her face. <laughs> How old is his daughter? Oh, 38? No, uh, I have no clue. She's she's way older than she acts. Anytime I have to guess, I just assume 12. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's child, I just throw 12 at them. Because it's just like, you're watching her drive the car for him. It's just like, how old is she supposed to be? I think, yeah, this is, I feel like it's another trope that a lot of, like, kids in these movies are often much older. However, testament to the actress that plays her, I really feel like, I did, I did not get the vibe of, like, I don't know, like, 500 Days of Summer has the worst fucking child <laughs> where it's like this this she's always dispensing wisdom and super smart but I feel like this kid was not oh. necessarily oh, that no, all the time was, and I really just so sweetly naive to where it was like yeah. when she oh at the end yeah. when he's but about also... to like when Healy Russell Crowe's character is just choking out John Boy like and like about to kill him it's just like it's like, I'll never speak to you again. It's like, will you shut up? This dude is terrible. Do you not know? What, like, you think prison's going to hold this man? No, they're going to get him out because he's useful. Uh, yeah. Yes. Speaking of, of John Boy, though, that's the one last thing I forgot to mention. The radio also mentions that it ends the broadcast with, and now and afterwards, we're going to, uh, afterwards, we'll go to the Waltons, showing the Waltons where John Boy is from. <laughs> So, like, yeah, that news report lists everything. Uh, who is uh, played by Richard Shaw. Oh, yeah, I'm Googling Richard Shaw. Right, was that the main, uh, was that John uh, Boy? It's the guy that played John Boy in The Wolves. The guy who played, actually, I'm not going to lie, Matt Boomer, the guy who actually yeah, plays the character in this movie, like the the, the hitman, mm-hmm. is the least attractive I've ever seen him in a movie. And all they did was flatten his Matt hair. Matt Boomer? Like, that's all he did, yeah. Or Bomber? I don't recognize him. 
but Boomer? but the guy oh. who originally played uh, John Boy also was in the original It, which I just mentioned earlier. Well, I mentioned the he remake. He was in the original It. Because I remember every time we would have watched the movie It, my mom would be like, it's John Boy. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, he was also in a uh, really fun adaptation of the Swiss Family Robinson uh, like TV mm. show. I had a lot of fun with that growing up. So John Boy kind of rules. John Boy! Like, he's a piece of shit and he's an asshole. But... Like, the first introduction to, I think, to him, because they don't actually show him, is, like, when they, like, they talk about him, he's, you know, all that stuff, and he supposedly kind of come after them, and they're at the bottom of this hotel room, which they have to get to the top to go find Amelia. When they get up there, the door's open, and people are being murdered up there. <laughs> oh, dude, that scene's so good. <laughs> it's so funny, because they just close the elevator, <laughs> like, yeah, fuck that. They're not dealing with it, and as they're going down, you see someone thrown out of the window <laughs> right in the background. Yeah, the door pings open. They peek out. A man has just had his throat cut. <laughs> Ryan Gosling was just, like, wide-eyed, like, oh. They don't even show him in that scene, and it's the best introduction for his character. <laughs> I, I love that they had to just make it perfect with the bossa nova version of the girl from Ipanema playing in the elevator. And then, like, as they're going down, <laughs> the man they see getting shot is just, like, falling out the window. That was so good. I love that scene. <laughs> this movie is... I want... I wish there would be more of this. Honestly, at the end of this uh, movie, when they do the uh, reveal that, like, they have a agency now, they're working together, like, called The Nice Guys, I was like, you could totally do a franchise of this, where it was like, they don't have to be interconnected, really. Like, you don't need, they don't need to take on Utopia Detroit like it seemed like they were discussing at the end of the movie. But I, I would love to see these two back in action. Yeah, I was, uh, I, every time I watch it, I think that same thing. And it's, um, unfortunately, yeah, it didn't, it didn't do great in the box office. And despite, it had like, it's, it's a, like a cult hit, but it's, um, I don't know. It's just you know, it's of it's it's of a time. This just doesn't it doesn't happen. Yeah, anymore, it was of know? a time six years ago. So crazy. <laughs> I mean, at that the time that it came out was not the time that it should have come out. It should have come out ten years before it came out, and it would have done great. I was thinking, didn't the man from Uncle do kind of do the same thing? You know, a bunch of jackasses figuring a thing out. They're all kind of spies. Well, they were kind of spies in that one, not in this one. But yeah, and then at the end, they yeah, all kind of like, hey, let's make a team, team kind of thing. I mean, it kind of did the same thing. <laughs> this is just like its own original story. <laughs> Fine. Like, yeah, they were just trying to, they were trying to, I think they were basically trying to do what Mission Impossible did, you know? I haven't seen that, but I see it's directed by Guy Ritchie, so I'll watch it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Guy Ritchie. Right? What do y'all think, think of the night one with him that he did, the medieval Shut up, one? okay? Shut up. <laughs> I like That's Arthur. It. King Arthur. That was a really good one. Kaz, I swear to God, I will get Had Kung my Fu favorite George. bad guy, Mildred. Like, Kung Fu George is going to kick the shit out Remember of me. Remember Littlefinger was in that as an archer? It was like a Dark Souls <laughs> fight at the end of it, man. Is Jude Law in that? Sorry. Guys, we're here. We're here for the healing magic and, like, religious awakening of Ryan Gosling, all right? We cannot talk about Mr. Rishi. <laughs> all right, next year, uh, Christmas with Eric Bana, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we take away from this Eric Bana. <laughs> I feel like this is this is an uh, uh, interesting first start, and I've been wanting to talk about this for a year. <laughs> um, not this particularly, but... I feel like Shane Black is in some ways similar um, to James Gunn. 
because hold okay listening right here i i feel first of all james gunn is a thousand times better in my opinion but they both have this this uh like nihilism or dark humor kind of baked into what they do i feel like when left un un uh without any like studio pause i feel like uh james gunn writes like dark humor that if you let him like maybe it ultimately has like a a a a good moral thing like epicenter (laughs) well that's the incorrect word but um it doesn't I feel like he 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 typically if he if he's not adjusted by the studio he'll just end it on a pretty nihilist note. Uh, Shane Black I feel like does ultimately try to end it on like a positive note, but his humor just isn't as on point. And I think he it's like painting in the same colors but in an entirely different way. Does that make sense? It makes sense, but I am gonna say like um, sorry, but you're telling me that James Gunn made a movie better than Iron Man three for the MCU. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all movies. Every movie, including King Arthur, directed by that Guy had Nothing Ritchie. to do with James Gunn. Better than Iron <laughs> no, Man. No, just all movies are better than Iron Man 3. <laughs> Sir, how dare you? <laughs> no, but you did bring up Iron Man 3, which has Guy Pierce, whose name is Guy, like Guy Ritchie, who directed Good Arthur. Point. <laughs> <laughs> all right, dude, thank you for Wikipedia yourself all the way to hey i just knew that one i didn't have to wikipedia that one (laughs) okay i'm sorry we've gone on a tangent i'm sorry we keep rushing into tangents but i do want to also talk about the second time we meet john boy because as we were talking about you know yes holland is a little flippant with his words calling jessica's sister a slut but man, Jessica's a fucking idiot, man. Like, are you serious? Jessica does suck. <laughs> Jessica, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so, just to set up context here, uh, everyone's looking for this girl named Amelia because she's got information or something. No, we don't know at this point. They find Amelia through uh, certain events. And this is the moment in the film where the 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 mystery characters revealing all the information that you don't know. Like, what is this really all about? And because, you know, Jessica's sister is having a boy over. Cause she's just, she just, she just had to this night, you know, just, of course, fucking Jessica's sister, Jessica's there hearing all this. And what is this girl doing? Like 20 minutes later, she's like on the phone telling some, Someone else. I'm assuming a fellow student. The whole. I bet you it's fucking Janet. Business. <laughs> I bet you anything it's Janet. I think she's in cahoots with that bitch. Yeah, Janet. those two gossips are on the phone, just like, just straight up having their Golden Girls moment already. You know, just like you're never gonna believe what I just heard. And yeah, just putting the whole Michigas just out there, <laughs> uh, to some other student, possibly that bitch Janet. And it's like. And then, like, apparently the guy from the Waltons is going to be coming to kill this person. <laughs> hey, 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 Holly. Yeah. Who's that guy that plays uh, uh, plays John Boy in the Waltons? You know, the one with the hockey puck on his face. It's like, whoa, rude, kid. Rude. Uh, and, and just so for context for me calling her that bitch Janet, um, doesn't 
isn't she an asshole in the bowling alley? And then isn't doesn't doesn't uh, Ryan Gosling's daughter like pay Russell Crowe to like beat her ass? It's like, how much would it take you? To, oh. How much could I pay you to yeah. beat up a friend of mine? Oh, she definitely does that thing where like she's trying to bowl and she throws the bowling ball from behind, thus almost killing someone in the crowd. Yeah, That's a classic bowling joke. That's always how I I warm up. Actually, that's how I get people to know that like I'm here and I'm ready to play. Mm-hmm. Keep you. That's how you make sure they're paying attention. Bowling hasn't started till there's a st- attempted murder. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. See, like no one gets hurt, and it's when you think about it, it's more of a joke, really. Prank, if bro. anyone gets hurt, that's on them <laughs> because they weren't on their toes. Exactly. They're just bleeding out of their head from an injury, and you're just like, you just got pranked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bowling is a contact sport. Yeah, you guys remember that sequence? Like, first you have to like, you bowl, you get a strike, then you have to get into a fist fight with the person in the other lane, and then like you wait for your next turn, and it's just a constant like cycle of just beating the shit out of people after getting strikes. <laughs> yeah, I think I bowling it. is like a battle royale thing. I love it when Square is the one that has to get us back on track from digressing. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like I'm not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was context for that. But this idiot Jessica, not only does she do that, she talks with the John boy who's like, hey, if you help me out, I'll just kill her. And she kind of panics but doesn't do anything. To her credit, she doesn't uh, turn on her friend, but she does run really close by John Boy to go try to get the phone when she tells her to get the phone. Don't know why you would rock, run directly in front of him, but I guess because Jessica's an idiot. To which, appropriately, I guess, he yeets her out of a fucking window. <laughs> I love also, and he's like walking back to his car. It's just like, hey, did you hear what? And uh, Ryan Gosling's character's like, did you hear what oh, sound that was? Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, that was me. I threw that little girl out a window. <laughs> That's why I'm that saying was... John Boy kind of rules. Yeah, that was a great scene. That was so cool. <laughs> Good villain. That was. Yeah, that... I was so like the stakes were. I was like, oh, this is like a fun movie. And then he throws a little girl through a window, and I was like, holy <laughs> shit! That was it. Completely changed what I thought was Which, happening. I'm in the sorry movie. to bring this up again. I'm sorry to make this connection again. It almost felt like we go a little bit Tarantino, where it's just like, all right, let's ramp this violence up so we know where we're at again. So much fun, Jan. Those quick cuts, classic Guy Ritchie, you know? Don't. Uh, <laughs> just don't. What's what up? is with this neighborhood? Because <laughs> the first the first time like when someone goes to this house, it's Russell Crowe going in there, and he beats the shit out of Ryan Gosling, breaks his, or, like, busts his nose, breaks his arm... Then he comes out, his daughter doesn't know anything for the wiser, I guess didn't hear any of it, offers him a yoo-hoo, and then there's that, and then we come back here for this scene, he throws a girl out the window, <laughs> just tells him, like, oh yeah, that was me. Then they do a gun, a whole, like, showdown with guns, they're shooting at each other, no neighborhoods, no, no neighbors come out. The only reason the police come is because someone involved in it called them. <laughs> <laughs> no neighborhood, neighborhood watch. That's no, what happened. No, that's not the case, guys. We know what this is. Tucker, Tucker, what's up? Yep. You have spent mm-hmm. a considerable time in New York before, correct? Sure. Uh, sure. Is this uncommon in New York? I'm sure. New- I'm sure they love being being, being <laughs> compared to this in New York. No, 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 no. Like, what's do people? What is? Do people like? Call out. Do people answer yeah. calls? You, for when's help? the last time you saw a hitman going out doing his job? 
I mean, it's been weeks. <laughs> Do people answer callouts for See? help like constantly? Oh no, that is a fun game that I legitimately love to play. Is if it, I'm not even kidding. You can be walking down the streets in New York, and if I, it's a game I play with friends. We'll go help, and no one, no one ever, <laughs> no one will. So I, you. I think we can all say it's safe this, to assume this game might be desensitizing. <laughs> yeah, people. no, it's really bad, Tucker. We should probably go back. We should probably go back to this. I want to say I brought this up because it's safe to assume Hollywood is the same type of place where like no one wants to get involved in that shit. Uh-huh. But also, Tucker, excuse me, what? Los Angeles. That's what I've heard. Los Angeles, just like New York. Same thing. Go to one, you've seen both. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Guys, thank you for putting my words so fucking perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, you're right. My bad. I I, I took us away in in a different direction. So, Tucker, tell us more about this prank (laughs) y'all play, this funny little game. It's not a Where prank. You... It's just an. Ex- it's a social experiment. Oh, it went from game to social experiment. Now that we put you in a fucking microscope. Listen, it's like a charity, but better. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what'd y'all think of Russell Crowe? <laughs> he was great, wonderful, one of his best performances that I've seen recently. But no, we're getting back to it, Tucker. What the fuck? I feel like we, as a society, are reaching a point in time. When we have to decide whether Russell Crowe is a good actor or a bad actor. Russell Crowe is an actor that, it's like, it's like George Clooney, you know? George Clooney I, is a good actor in, in the movies that are good for George Clooney. But was George Clooney a good actor in Batman? I cannot believe that you just said Russell Crowe is like George Clooney. <laughs> It's like a situation where, like, it's like all actors, you know? Like, sometimes a movie doesn't work for them. I'm sorry, Russell Crowe. I know you like music. That's great. You were not good in Les Mis. It was not a good choice. You were bad for that movie. But this movie? Yeah, good movie. Both Russell Crowe and George Clooney were like, what? Just now? (laughs) They both are offended. If I may. Please. So Russell Crowe was turned down for as home as Watson for Sherlock Holmes, which Guy Ritchie directed, which also he directed. <laughs> yes. What? Why? King Arthur. Why? Yes. <laughs> what the fuck have I done to you? The only connection I had. I feel R- Russell Crowe hit such a high high, obviously, with Gladiator. Hi, how are you? Obviously, but. He's had he's had a crazy career. I feel like the last decade has not been guaranteed for Russell Crowe. I and, go ahead. I'm gonna say I I kind of agree with um, Squaring a little bit in what he's saying. I think the comparison <laughs> is wild, but the way they are similar is that when you get a role that's that so suits them so well, they are excellent in it. Fantastic, both Russell Crowe and uh, George Clooney. But when they get roles, sometimes you're like, I don't think this one was a fit, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, look, I hear he's actually really good in American Gangster. And then, of course, he was uh, acclaimed in the movie Cinderella Man. But was he the perfect choice for Robin Hood? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's not. Ugh, you're going to disagree. And, I, and you're right. But I think he's not dissimilar to Nicolas Cage. 
Hello? Oh, yeah. He Well, Nicolas Cage is like the one that <laughs> yeah, like, we just, we just left the call. And go like and have a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Russell Crowe is the one that just like, he's going to fight everybody. I think yeah. his chosen like, Russell, roles Russell Crowe's not going to have a breakdown. He's just going to beat the shit out of everybody. <laughs> I think the roles he get aren't uh, aren't quite as varied and out there as Nicolas Cage's are, but but sometimes I feel like I watch Russell Crowe oh, in a wait, similar I'm way. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Excuse me. They're not as wild as Russell Crowe playing Noah from the Bible. Yo, never mind. I yeah. can't get into Noah. Yeah, right Nicolas now. Cage <laughs> did like a one where he saw premonitions of like the end of the world or some shit. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. It's equally insane. I think that was Pig. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. I think he was really um, weirdly good in this movie, though. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think like... it's, it was actually kind of a situation where it felt like this role might have been kind of with him written with him in mind. Oh. Like it is. I don't think it's tough to see Russell Crowe as a character like Healy, that like enforcer type, like more muscle and like righteous thought behind it even though like he might not be the best guy he's doing it with the best intentions i mean he's a straight man like i think that is mm-hmm. a, this was a good i think it's more weird how ryan gosling came in this movie and played like the scumbag so well you know bro gosling absolutely killed it in this role <laughs> just be i think maybe i i'm gonna walk that a little back because i think it, I think he killed it so much because this is not a Gosling role, like you're saying, I think. No, it's not. It, it was the most... Like, I've, I've, I haven't seen a lot of Ryan Gosling's movies. That obviously, like, I'm very excited for this month because there are a lot of films I've never seen. Um, but I, I've seen The Notebook. I've seen, like, Ryan Gosling start, you know? And, of course, I've seen the clips from, like, the Disney Channel show that everybody else has seen the clips on that everyone likes to share because... Apparently we can't let things go from people's childhoods, but who knows? This is where we're at. But Ducktales. I, I never for once ever could have seen Ryan Gosling play a character like this, could where he's like such like. Ken? I I've seen him play Ken, and like it was great. And I yeah, that was actually also left field. Was not ready for that. But like just when you see the tattoo on his character's head that says "You will never be happy." Like, to play, a, like, a, that type of character. Constantly drunk, yet always something seems to work out for him in a way. A loser who stands just an inch too short. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Man. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's, I don't know, he plays, like, kind of a slimy, cowardy dude. But, uh, which I thought, yeah, like, that, that elevator scene, when he's, like, just... They go up. Obviously, they're they're quite uh, they're contrasting each other. Both of the characters, Russell Crowe and, and Ryan Gosling, but like Russell Crowe being pretty stoic as they hit the button back down, and then Gosling's character just kind of shaking a little bit, and he has that slimy little weird. He's the facial hair. That's, I don't know. It's like a little slimy detective kind of guy. That was uh, yeah. I thought that was a pretty. That I agree. This is like the first time when I was like, oh, you're not just. Uh, Stoic hot. You're not just stoic hot. I strive to one day be stoic hot. You already are. Ah. <laughs> Appreciate, it. Appreciate the gassing me up, but nah. It's a goal. It's a goal. We'll get there. 
Maybe. Uh, he's also pretty slimy because you see how much he swindles people out of money all the time. Like, he was hitting up this one lady, like, three times. And she was like, I thought, what was that extra payment for if you said you were on a trail? Or if you said you found her? He said, no, 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 I found someone who says they knew her. So, like, need a little bit more money to keep investigating. <laughs> no, that Dude, and then when they come back and, like, they reveal that she did see her daughter or her niece, but, like, she saw the porn film. Uh, that was being shown on a projector. And uh, then it's just like, yes, your daughter is dead. And we are going to stop who did this for a deeply discounted rate. <laughs> oh, the, the reaction was even funnier than that. Because he, like, screams at her. She's like, well, what about my daughter? And he just, like, snaps at her. She's dead! <laughs> um, uh, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. It's just like, is she dead? Yes. Oh, wait. I mean, yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. Doesn't it also open with him talking to an older woman who's like trying to find her missing husband? And during the conversation, he realizes that she's suffering from dementia and her husband yeah. is dead on an urn in mm. an urn on her shelf. So he and takes the case. When was the last it? time you've seen your husband? I haven't seen him since the funeral. <laughs> so he's. He's literally taking advantage of a little old lady with dementia. Well, that kind of comes back on him because he thinks he's being greedy when he's gonna when he talks to uh, uh, fuck I can't remember uh, Kim Basinger's character, the, yeah, the mom. Oh, sorry. When he's talking to her and he she's ready to write a, de- a deal for them for like ten thousand dollars to find her daughter, and he's like, oh, it's gonna be real expensive. Our services wouldn't say it's anything below five thousand. And immediately she just starts <laughs> ripping up the check. <laughs> He, like, winks at Russell Crowe. It's not like Russell Crowe saw the check, either. So he's I just know. like, hell yeah, this dude's really helping us out here. Just such misplaced confidence. <laughs> Honestly, the connection between these two actors and the characters they play, it's it's incredible how well these two worked out together. Like, if you told me that Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe we're going to be in a really great buddy cop movie. I was not going to fucking believe you for a second because <laughs> while I while I will say Russell Crowe is in is great in movies that are made for him, <laughs> like he is not good in movies that are not made for him. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Russell. Look, you want to beat me up after saying that? That's fine. It, if we'll you... go around, we'll go fighting around the world. Whatever. If you have not seen Russell Crowe in Thor: Love and Thunder. Mm. I, that's the problem. I have. I have seen it. And it's the perfect movie in the perfect role. No, what sucks is it had a really good scene where like, <laughs> they, they cut where it would have been the perfect fucking moment for the perfect role where it's just like, oh shit, Russell Crowe played a good series, but it's like, nah. Well, actually, it's really weird, all right? Cause it you is want, weird. Like, you want like... I don't know, man. It's weird when you bring that role up because at the same time, he kind of played the perfect series. Is he good or is he bad? I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna That's say everyone. Some... I can tell you right now, it's weird when he's in the mummy playing Jekyll and Hyde. I, I'm gonna save everyone some time. Just skip all these other Russell Crowe movies and just watch the gut busting comedy of the Gladiator. <laughs> it's even got a character named Comicus. Like it's funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, look at this douchebag. His name's Maximus. Ugh. Ugh. What have we done? What have we done? Um, uh, not talk about Keith David is what we haven't yet. Oh, shit! 
Yes, I was actually really happy when I saw Keith David in this movie. Yeah, that was left field. How'd you feel about seeing him explode on the <laughs> pavement? <laughs> hey, man. I'm always ready for a good explosion. I actually I actually thought when they first introduced him, I thought he was in charge. I thought the guy with the blue face, which he gets a blue face later, but I thought the guy with the blue face was like his henchman, and he was like a boss or something. No, I think they were both henchmen. Yeah, they were both low level. Yeah. It's just that, you know, Keith David has such a commanding presence. I was like, that guy's in charge. And then realized when he gets shot in the leg, I'm like, this guy's a weenie. Never mind. (laughs) It is weird because he does have, Keith David naturally has, like, I feel like this is going to be an important character vibe about him. But he's pretty solidly just supporting. (laughs) This could have been any number of actors, but it was Keith Keith fucking David. (laughs) Keith David's a character actor, let's be real. Like, uh, he's he's an amazing actor but we've it's it's rare to see him in like a leading role you know that's true especially in like a major motion picture uh but whenever he shows up you know keith fucking david <laughs> you know that voice you're just like oh yes keep talking to anyone me. who plays a side character do you just call that a character actor someone who's like a perpetual character actor like that yes that's what they're called. i don't i might disagree but i might be wrong I think a char- I thought a character actor was someone that like gets into characters that are way like the the opposite of George Clooney. That's a method actor. <laughs> hmm? No, 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 not like they're in and out. Like, like uh, fucking who's uh, fucking the guy? William H Macy. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, who's uh, the police chief in Nolan's movies? Uh, Batman movies. Oh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, yeah character actor. Yeah, like way different in every single role. Let's. You know what? I'm gonna Google it. Character actor is an actor known for playing unusual or interesting characters in supporting roles. The term is somewhat abstract and open to interpretation. I'm editing that out. <laughs> All right, and then edit yourself going. And like, I'm Tucker, sorry, put, the, but like, uh, put in the definition. <laughs> yeah, I'm editing thing, your Tucker, opinion to be while, my opinion. In my Tucker, opinion, for a while, opinion. you were able to make that. Uh, statement, but now he is like an Academy Award winner for like main actor and everything, and he's like starred in stuff now and all that. So he he's moved from character actor. But for a while, he kind of damn was. it. You're so fucking right, and I I got learnt. You learnt me. Which God, I, you guys, you got I, I gotta check out Slow Horses. I I love Gary Oldman. He's a great actor. All right, Tucker, can you edit in like a womp 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 <laughs> <laughs> at me and yours failures? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> All right, thank you. <laughs> I might not be funny, but at least I got my facts sometimes. <laughs> Except for, like funny, the times where like correct. I've shown my whole ass on this podcast being so wrong. Oh, uh, I need I need just... a buy square in a shirt that says I may not be funny, but I'm right. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my special podcast shirt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've seen that uh, in this movie uh, the, that same scene when Keith David no, 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 no. Wait, 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 next wait. to the pool when he lands in the Gosling pool and we get a the, uh, surprise guest appearance when he meets up Richard with Russell Crowe Nixon. later yeah, former US Crow President goes, Richard Nixon go, go, go. guys like come on <laughs> oh Nixon <laughs> that was an excellent callback. 
But then later he uh, he sees um, I fell. He sees Russell Crowe. <laughs> Russell Crowe's like, "Hey, how did you get down here so fast? Did you fall?" I laughed so hard at the delivery of that. It's also funny because yeah. it sets that set up as a precedent because he fell last time when he found the body of that other guy that was in the porn. Like he was chasing, I think uh-huh. he was like flirting with Pocahontas or something at the party, which was a. Mm-hmm. Very inaccurate costume, I think, but whatever. That's the, the whole other thing. And then I think she just shoves him off the balcony, which, bitch. But uh, he rolls, tumbles down the hill, and stumbles upon. Uh, I think I think it was supposed to be Amelia. Uh, and then like yeah, sees a body there, which is the body of like one of the, the porn stars that was in it. The dude, or maybe it was the guy who was like uh, putting it together. I don't know. So there's precedent for him stumbling into the right situation. Uh-huh. He says right after he falls, I, or no, it's later on, a little after he falls the second time, he says, I think I'm immortal. I don't think I can die. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, wait, so you, you have had um, the notebook Gosling. Yeah. And now you've had this Gosling, yes. but you haven't had any other Goslings? I'm, okay, look. You had Barbie. And Barbie. Oh, Barbie Gosling. I have seen Barbie Gosling. This isn't. A, first of all, this is a judgment-free zone. You're safe here. Open up. Okay, this is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard on this podcast. I will. Come on. Because I feel honestly, safe. Hey, I, I never saw the, the notebook. Fuck out of every. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh damn. Yeah. See, I, I didn't. I haven't seen the notebook, and I had the notebook for the for 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 the this month. And then Tucker, being the diva that he was, was like, I'm not going to join you unless you put in... I did not. This is an <laughs> inaccurate framing. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, fine. I'm, I guess I'll get rid of the notebook for Lars, guys. Okay, there. Tucker wins again. <laughs> okay, Anyways, that is, That's how I remember it. Okay, Actually, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's pretty crazy because I've seen, I've seen the notebook and I've seen Remember the Titans. And that was it. I've never seen like Crazy Stupid Love. Never seen Drive. Buddy. Never seen Gangster Squad, uh, Big Short, La La Land. Ah, uh, I saw Barbie. Uh, Kaz, have you seen La La Land? Kaz does no. not watch it. It sounds like a movie I really wouldn't see. <laughs> First of all, I <laughs> I would never say that you would like La La Land. I totally hear you. I also don't like mu- musicals. I do like La La Land. Not a pitch to see La La Land though. I feel like you wouldn't like La La Land. That's it. I think La La Land's pretty good. Wow. I mean, I a lot, La La lot of ways you had to jump around to just get to. I think La La yep. Land is good. <laughs> you'll just have to take you'll just have to take out my other pick for La La Land now. No, 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 I would not put that. I it would be a fun one day, but not during this. I need to I need you to I mean, we're ending with Blade Runner. That's such a good ending. That was my other movie. <laughs> that's such that's a that's, only, what, that's what I'm saying. That's a good one. That's the only other Ryan Gosling movie I've seen. That's great. Right? Or wait, well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> I haven't seen Blade Runner. I haven't seen again all four of these movies I have never seen before. Ugh. I'm getting like all I'm getting all the hot goss. Like you guys You're are not. just spreading You're hot crash goss course. All over my body. Like you are not crash course in Gosling. You you got so much. You're gonna come away from this uh, goss sexual, but there's so much more gospelation that you have to endure beyond what you're gonna experience on the goss pod here. Please, Tucker. You already had him at. You're gonna come. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm just waiting for Christmas when I wake up and under the tree it's just Ryan Gosling in a boat. Well, now I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I saw a trailer for Ryan Gosling's newest film coming out, The Fall Guy, like next year, and I 
God, I wish that movie had already come out. Like, I would have loved to do that movie for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of just Isn't like, guys. another movie that's the something guy? <laughs> like, next next year, guys? Next year? We're dropping what we're doing. We're all going to the theater at different, like, we're syncing up. And we're watching ne- Fall Guy. Hear me out. Next December, Gosling again. <laughs> four, four more Goslings. Gosling part two. We do not stop spending the holidays with Ryan Gosling till we have seen everything he's ever been. <laughs> Which includes a Goosebumps episode from 1996. <laughs> also, an All Are Go- You Afraid of the Dark episode from 1995. All Goss and No Breaks. Oh, shit. There's also Hercules, the legend, the legendary I didn't do it, Tom. Should we talk about the nice guy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. We just, I got lost in the gospel. You got lost in the gospel? Oh, that's good. Okay, so when, uh, like, before, like, both uh, Holland and Healy are on the case together to find Amelia, when Keith David's character is introduced as, like, this, like, henchman, like, this gangster character with another guy that we end up calling Blueface for a reason I'm about to get into. Mm-hmm. Why? Why does he have a bag with the? Why does Healy have a bag in his apartment with a dye pack in it? Why does he have like stolen bank money like just in his apartment? Because that's the only reason I can think of why he has just exploding dye packs in a bag. I think because he stole the bag. I think it's like he's he. I think it's like he's a he's a bad dude. You know, he's got like one. He's like shifty. You know. What? I no, mentioned he, this he, no, no, I am sorry. Sweet. He is not shifty. <laughs> Healy is like a saint. He goes around beating up pedophiles. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you could be a bad person and do good things. <laughs> but he is pitched as like a sketchy. He like he. I think Look, he's like just he's because, just hired muscle, like, right? Just because you jump a guy who's jumping an entire who's trying to rob an entire diner with a shotgun and needlessly beat him to death with a shotgun. Because, I mean, you know, you've had no excitement in your life doesn't mean you're a bad guy. It just means you need help mentally. He has that that whole, uh, like, voiceover at the beginning, doesn't he? Where he complains about how suddenly the state became like an at-will divorce state. <laughs> so that's the only reason why he's divorced is because he couldn't force his wife to stay married to him. Very Steven Crowder-esque. <laughs> I don't know if you want to say that's a good guy. I don't, I don't remember that. But you know what? You're really convinced, you're convincing me right now that I am probably in the wrong here. <laughs> Cue it! Cue the music! <laughs> <laughs> you got this, sucker! God damn it, you got happy. me, you son of a bitch. Play that crab rave music, everyone's dancing. <laughs> wait, 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 that crab rave music? Explain. You know crab rave? No, back to the you nice guys. Why does he have this have, die pack? Tell me this. more about this die pack. Someone give me, You'll hear it when the episode someone to comes give me a story time. about this die pack. You want a story about the die pack? Yes, I want it. I want, uh, yeah. I want it. I, I think he's just a... Dude who does good or bad things for money, depending on how much he's getting paid for it, man. So yeah, he stole stolen money, or did he rob the bank? Oh, good. Okay, I see. Like what? I see what you're saying. Like because he what says he's situation... holding it for a friend, but like, wow. Did, is like, is that a story to throw them off of the situation? In what situation are you given? Like, would you ever put a die pack in a duffel bag? Yes, <laughs> I guess. please. It's. it's just a leftover prop from that one Depeche Mode music video, dude. That's like, it, I don't yeah. know. Did you miss the monologue where you use the producer for Depeche Mode? 
<laughs> I guess I did. Because I was over here. For the music like, video it, that came out in the 2000s when this is yeah, set in the that, 70s. <laughs> I will say this, though. I still, like, here's the thing. Would you rather be blue-faced, like, die-packed, or would you rather get glitter-bombed? Uh, Who got glitter-bombed in this? Nothing. You just, I had, just like, yeah, I just, just for like, life. Oh, oh. I mean, that, he said that dye doesn't wash off, so I guess I'll get glitter-bombed. Yeah, I'll go glitter. You think you're going to get that glitter off? I feel like you Eventually. get dye. If you get blue faced, you have to leave the club. But if you get glitter bombed, you're on your way into the club. Plus, the amount of jokes you're gonna get for the blue face thing. Oh, did you blow Smurf? Oh, you look all blue in the face. Yeah, that's yep. Exactly. You know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to glitter. People are just gonna be like, "What'd you see? What did you, did you go down on a stripper?" I'm like, "Listen, man, <laughs> <laughs> she's a dancer. Okay, she's an entertainer. Yeah, ex- <laughs> I might go both." <laughs> You're gonna go both blue and glitter. Just tar and feather yeah, tuck your exactly. later. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna guess I'm gonna go full method for James Cameron's Avatar 3. <laughs> Just send him into that party and people are like, whoa, what's your costume, dude? He's like, what costume? Also, don't you guys love how this like movie kind of ends on just like really like that high triumph and like we did it to that low, just like Oh yeah, no, they they all got let go. Like, yes, we got the like head of the Justice Department arrested, but then the new head of the Justice Department was just immediately like, "No, nah, that's not enough evidence. Uh, it's just <laughs> no. enough." And it sucks that we did all this, and this is where we are. But uh, wasn't enough. Because <laughs> yeah, you kind of had like Utopia that... Detroit. Utopia Detroit. Kind of had. Detroit always wins. It always comes back to Utopian Detroit. <laughs> ah! <laughs> Um, she has that kind of, like, villain from the end of Loki monologue where she's just like, I mean, you could take me down, but someone else is going to take my place. I'm really the best person to be doing this. And yeah, she right. does have it's, a really so... good monologue like that. I don't immediately remember the ending. Wow. <laughs> wow, Tucker. I, it's I not just like, what, are you telling me you didn't just watch it two hours ago? I actually did just watch it two hours ago, but I... I... <laughs> Wait, we could have been watching this movie together, and you just didn't want to watch it with me. Yeah, when you said, "Do you want to watch this movie?" Uh, I was said, "I was," I said, "I could, but I will not." Yeah, I didn't know. You, I didn't know you were meeting. <laughs> Plus, you were in. You were literally at dinner with your. This is not important. <laughs> what y'all think of the movie? <laughs> I never All right, asked so him I to guess watch that's my cue. <laughs> <laughs> Giving yourself yeah, so a shit for something I never even uh. did. By the way, I need to say it's not Misty Mountain; it's Misty Mountains. All right. Get all right. What right. did I say? Misty Mountain. It's plural. You did what singular. You bigot. All right. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs> right. What did What did I say? So I really love how we kicked this off with like the perfect Christmas movie because by the end of this movie, it turns out it's a Christmas movie. Yeah, that was pretty serendipitous. Yeah, this all happens days before Christmas Eve. <laughs> yeah, it, it turns the only out Blade you Runner can't is also going to be a Christmas movie, so this is just bookending it. This is really just to get us into the season, you know? <laughs> Tucker's the one that came up with the list, and I guess he just perfectly knew we needed I to did start not, off. I, I did not come with the list. Oh, wait, I did arrange it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, you came I'm up sorry, with the sorry. order. Yeah, so Tucker decided all the movies we're watching this month. <laughs> and I guess we have to say he's right, otherwise he'll edit us to say he's right anyways. So. That's true. You don't Basically have now, like, uh, every movie, I, and I introduce every movie, it's just going to be written and directed by Tucker. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking right now, it's just like, 
Keith David. Oh, you know what? I also though, like Tucker, you yep. said that this reminded you of James Gunn. Yeah. Like Shane Black reminds you of James Gunn, and yeah. you know what? Point in your favor because as I was watching this movie, uh, that moment where like he's uh, Healy's fighting John Boy on top of the hotel where the uh, auto show is happening. Um, I love that moment where he has to like throw his jacket because he had pulled the pin from the grenade. So you just get one random dude exploding for I know. no fucking reason. <laughs> That's exactly it. I think it's so. I really thought about it for a long time. I do feel there's something about their humor that I feel has crossover. It really does. It really does. But, also, I really yeah. like how this movie was all like. Like they used the the '70s porn industry to uncover the the auto industry's corruption because they're like uh, they're trying to like discredit converters so they don't have to pay extra wow. money for less smog. I did not remember that. <laughs> that that is elaborate. <laughs> It's very like they were like they were gonna try to take down the auto industry with an art film that had all oh, that's the names, right. dates, that's right. It information. Was they were like, "You they, made a porno," and she's like, "I made an art film." You made a porn film for the plot. Oh, that was so. That's why I'm saying that news report just kind of encapsulated everything that was gonna happen in this story. It really did. Oh yeah, is, man, it's a it's a. I feel like <laughs> I remember hearing it talked about in reference to Paddington too, but <laughs> of of the the type of writing where you like you plant a bunch of things in the writing that is called back later on, and I feel like this is one of those things. Like that's obviously like commonplace in a lot of stuff, but there was a time in these in these kinds of movies when that was like excessive. Like the fact that isn't doesn't his, Ryan Gosling's character he like can't smell right? Yeah. And that comes That's like a central part to like his background or something. Right. And then like Russell Crowe's character can't really he has bad eyesight, right? Or something. He can't read. He? <laughs> There's that when she hands in the opening uh one of the in his like one of his introduction introduction scenes, she hands him a note uh like the the girl that he's like he's supposed to be beating up and he ends up accepting money from her. And she hands him a note, like here's who I'm looking for. And he can't, he has to like hold it away from his face. He's trying to read it and he can't read it. Oh. And so he ends up going to like interrogate the wrong guy or something. No, 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 no. That's not what happens. Tell me, please. Uh, he gets, he's working for, uh, what's her name? The girl they're all looking for. Margaret. Amelia. Amelia. He's, he's working for Amelia. She hires him. to hunt down there are two people that are asking for him asking for her that she finds out about she couldn't get the first person's name but she's able to get holland march's name because she is looking for because holland march is looking for amelia because she's a person of interest in the case she's working or he's working for that the old woman looking for uh, her niece Misty Mountains because she thinks she's still alive. Mm. <laughs> she finds out that she thinks that she thinks that Holland is working for her mother to have her killed. She yes. doesn't realize that like it's just an old woman who mistook mistook her for uh, 
I really hoping Tucker was onto something with this like future like sequel pitch with the like s- what see no oh. evil smell no evil right see yeah no there's one that can't speak evil. yeah <laughs> unfortunately oh, yeah, the, the third the third nice guy joins yep unfortunately the only sequel that I saw was the, first of all there will be no sequel but second it the only line that dictated toward a sequel was uh, in September 2017 Fox gave a script commitment to a contemporary female led television version of the film The Nice Girls alright I mean that could be fun I mean, but it will not be yeah <laughs> it all just depends on casting you know you just have to find people that are like good together that have that same chemistry cause yeah again Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling just somehow had fucking great chemistry together I know very I, left field. I don't. I just don't. I don't. Oh, and apparently both. So like the scripts were both sent to Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, and they both wound up taking the roles, be like not only because they liked it, but because they both wanted to work together. And they were just like, oh shit, I finally get to work with this guy. It's just like, what? Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's nice. That's warm and fuzzy. Look, I'm happy for them. I really am. And also, I need more Keith David in my life. Uh, all the time. Well, I don't think he's going to be in the sequel. No. No, he's going to be the floating. one. He's he's <laughs> the one that uh, speaks no evil. It turns out he does survive, but his uh, vocal cords are destroyed. So we do get Keith David. We just don't get his voice anymore. Yeah, he landed well, on his mouth. I, mean, I feel like I feel like you miss a big part of Kevin Keith David there if he can't talk. Hey, man, you can't get everything in life. You're right. My my expectations are really set now for the sequel. <laughs> They're really adjusted. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> hey, you're welcome. Oh my gosh, I love how Keith David was in a movie named Gamer, where he played the character Agent Keith. Oh. All right, so yeah, I I like the movie. Hey, yeah, look, it's a lot of fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm having fun with my friends here that I'm having a good time. So, Kaz. Oh, shit. Tucker, you're his friend? That's crazy. That's oh, news. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. No, but Kaz, seriously, I keep going. You're, you're being honest here. No, you have but, to. Oh, no. You have to ask the question. You can't not ask the question. So, Kaz. Yeah. How is your first four way into the gospel? Well, that's some phrasing right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was fun. It was a fun movie. It was, you know, very interesting the whole way through. Some stuff that you didn't realize was important comes back and all that stuff. Uh, the chemistry between the two actors is good. I don't think it's as... This might be a little controversial to say, I think, in this crowd. But uh, I don't think it was, like, as magical as groundbreaking. It's just a cop, buddy cop formula. You got the straight man. You got the fucking loser. I mean... That's you can get a lot of people who will just that'll be fun to watch no matter which actors you get. I don't think these actors were like I think you probably could have replaced them and it was it would have been a lot of fun, but they were fun and to watch in this. I think they both did a really good job. The the girl playing uh, Ryan Gosling's uh, kid also did a bang up job. Sassy child, but as Tucker explained, she's not like overly competent, but she's competent enough to where you get the sense that. She's had to work with her father's jackassery and shortcomings for a while now. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, good, good twists and turns, and you know, by the end of it, you're like, oh, everything kind of came together. So yeah, it's a lot of fun. Would watch it again. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, like, I, I, 
Sorry, Squaring's uh, uh, viewing was a little bit different because normally he wa we all watch it at some big Discord party. We all had a lot of fun just laughing and joking together. So, um, yeah, good to watch with people. But yeah, you could even watch it by yourself. Lots of fun. Cool. Loved it. Good job, uh, Tucker. Yes. So, did you like it? I think I do like it. I the first time I watched it, I really liked it. The second time I watched it. I did not like it as much as I thought, and I in rewatching it, I was like, "Oh, I think maybe this is like uh, not necessarily my kind of humor." It was a little bit more like mean spirited at times than I wanted it to be. Uh, and then this time I watched it, and I was like, "No, I do like this movie." I think in my head I was like, "Oh, I." The first time I watched it, I had no expectation. The second time I had high expectations. I kind of agree that it isn't. It's like probably a 6.5 or a 7 out of 10 kind of vibe for me is as as a as a movie in general but I think that that it's an itch that has never scratched for me anymore with like the buddy cop I really enjoy it. It is a thing that I just don't I feel like I don't get to experience it much anymore and it came it came out past the time when that kind of stuff happened and I I really think it it is a a lot of fun. Um, and I think as a, as a Gosling fan and as a Russell Crowe fan, I think, um, I mean, Russell Crowe, I feel like he, he's so close to being unlikable in so much of this movie. I don't even know if he fully pulls it off as being likable, but I do, I, I enjoy his performance. Gosling, I think he's so weird cause he is kind of, he, he, he doesn't ex have a lot of big big movements but this is a character that is kind of silly and slappy so it was, it was interesting to see him in this role in the role and i really enjoyed that um so yeah i i i enjoy the movie a good bit and i'll probably watch it again years down the line but uh yeah squaring yeah did you like it yeah i did i, I watched this movie by myself uh, like Kaz said, and um, I was actually laughing out loud even by myself. I had a I had a lot of fun with it because, yes, there is moments in this film where the humor is mean spirited, but unfortunately, like that's what was going on. Like that was the established time period. Like, do you have to use that humor? No, you don't have to if you don't want to. But it really was to set up the the feel of this uh film where it's just like you're already in a place that's not going to really give a shit of what's going on. Just like by the end of the film, no one really cared what happened. Like, yes, it was in the news, but then it was all forgotten and they're still going to live in smog and everything because no one really gives a shit. Um, and I think it, it nails that tone very well. Um, I was very surprised with Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe being such a fun pair together. I liked their chemistry. And I, and I can agree with Kaz's point. You could probably replace them with like two other uh, actors that would have the same chemistry. Um, but just that surprise alone, I think also helped carry me through this movie. And if they were to do a sequel, um, I'd, I'd like it to be kind of like in the whole Knives Out style where it was just a whole new story um, where they're solving a new case and it doesn't have to be connected with anything else because these two just did very well together. And yes, the actress that played uh his daughter what was her name it's, it's tough to pronounce 
Anjuri mm. Rice. There it is. Uh, she. She's great. She was. She, yeah, she was wonderful. I like how sassy she is, and like she plays that naive kid very well. Where like you want to roll your eyes at her, but then you also want to remember she's a young girl that doesn't want to see someone be murdered in front of her. So, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I'm very happy to have seen this movie. I'll, I suggest it to anybody who wants to check it out. Also, Dirt. she she goes on to Spider Man, and I'm then, never uh, gonna look at Spider Man the same way with her. <laughs> And uh, then Mayor of Easton, she's killing it. Isn't Spider Man? Hmm. And she's the Isn't new Spider-Man? Katie in the new Mean Girls movie. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, she's um, oh, it's a blonde one. Uh, Betty Brant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, there's th- three th- uh, three things. Well, I I forgot we should probably mention, or that that I would feel remiss if we didn't mention. One. There's a weird, trippy-ass dream sequence where there's a fucking fly just in the backseat oh, talking with God. them. Even it, also, even in the dream sequence, there's, like, Russell Crowe's character has an ankle gun, which you don't think is all that important until it comes up later when he reaches for the ankle gun and it was all part of his dream still. I'm so glad that's you brought really... that up. That's such a good moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also, I think, where they have the conversation about the Richard Nixon thing, which is why he sees him in the pool. Uh... <laughs> Second thing I want to make sure we mention, I did not expect Amelia to just fucking die. They had the shootout where she's trying to keep, like, they've been looking for her, like, for the beginning of the movie. Then they find her, she's held up in a safe place, she gets freaked out with all the shooting, leaves, and then, like, an idiot, as John Boy's driving away, she flags him down in a random car and is like, hey, I need help to get out of here. And John Boy just fucking shoots her and she dies. And I was like, well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I see know, that I kind of felt like it was gonna be inevitable it's just like ah this is a character that's gonna die because she was also very insufferable with how like they're trying to help her and she's just like like who fucking cares like oh i'm just so tired just just suck at your job it's like i relate with tired energy (laughs) (laughs) and okay got it so you're in love with amelia (laughs) and thirdly uh, this is a little awkward one. Uh, we've never given a number rating to movies before, so Tucker, you're gonna have to cut that six point whatever you said. Real awkward. I was, I did, you know, I said that, and I, you, I, I did feel like it was wrong. I'll bleep it out. I did say like we're not gonna be throwing numbers. Like you're basically calling me a liar. I think. Now? I think it was like, like a, if in terms of the alphabet, I think it was like an an O point. I'm going to give it, like, a condor out of two jalopies. Just, yeah. You know. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only way I'll take it. Anyway, guys, what do you got going on in your life? <laughs> uh, we're, we're finishing out streams. They're getting a little bit more sparse as Nan has an injury, who's also the person I co-stream with, um, an arm injury, and uh, I'm busy for the holidays. So it's been a little sparse, but we should be doing Ori in the Blind Forest or whichever, Will of the Wisp. I don't know which one. One of the Ori games. Uh, on Sundays and then Tuesdays is... I forget everything unless it's in front of me. Okay. Um, oh, uh, Octopath. There we go. We're getting there. Octopath 2. Um, there's other stuff, but I can't be asked to remember any of it, and I don't know what Nan's doing since he's got that injury and such. So, who, who knows? But you can also catch these podcasts, usually live, sometimes not, 
uh, on Fridays at 10 o'clock Texas time. Uh, you can find those at uh, twitch.tv forward slash second respawn. That's twitch.tv forward slash the number two, the letters ND, and the word respawn. No underscores or dashes or anything like that. Uh, I think I gotta ask Tucker, or I don't know. This is usually weird because usually, usually Square and talks about his stuff, and then he says Tucker's stuff. Yeah, yeah, I'll just do it at the same time. Yeah. You wanna start talking, and I'll okay, start talking, and we'll just. Yeah. So I'm. So I don't. Need, 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, that fell apart immediately. <laughs> uh, what? I think from what I grabbed, both of them said they have nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Tucker, you, you, you start us off. Um, I'm editing this podcast. If you've been listening, then you have heard me intro it with an apology because I'm super <laughs> sorry that it comes out on Friday sometimes and it comes out on Monday sometimes. I'm hopeful that this one comes out on Monday coming up and will be current. So if you're listening to this on a Monday and it's the day it came out, <laughs> then I did it. And if not... Don't bring it up. Um, so uh, I, uh, other than that, I am uh, on, uh, you can listen to me on Spotify. Basically, I just have some music on there um, and I'm releasing music here more to the end of the year and into the beginning of the year. It's just ambient shit. You can fall asleep to it. I don't care. Um, but uh, sometimes I stream uh, Tucker. I think it's an underscore wins. Uh, other than that, you can't find me. Don't don't follow me. I'm not anywhere. Don't look at me. Um, yeah, that's that's me. Squaring. Jeez, wow. How do you follow that up? Trust me, people will know that we fucked up this month when they get the secret James Gunn episode from last year. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, right now I don't. Uh, what I've got going on is this podcast that I really enjoy and I love doing it with my with my two good friends here, Kaz and Tucker. Um, so if you enjoy it, please go ahead and uh, share it with anyone that you might think also would enjoy this vibe. You know, obviously, like we said, we're not critics. We're just here having a good time watching movies together. Uh, I do have a I'm in the planning process with Tucker for a new project that we can hopefully get up and running uh, next year. So we'll get we'll reveal more on that uh, as we get deeper into the planning for that. Uh, and we're just going to continue on with this holiday of Ryan Gosling with next week's movie Drive, which, man, I'm so ready to finally understand all the memes for this movie. Actually, I haven't seen Drive. Me neither. Wow, look at us. Bunch of jackasses. All right, well, I mean, you said friends earlier, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I regretted that as soon as I said I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm going to end this. Uh, I don't know how they're going to end this and what last words they want to say. But for me, I just want to give a very happy, heartfelt to uh, heartfelt message to Ryan Gosling. And that's happy holidays to you, Ryan Gosling, and no one else ever. I would also like to wish a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, or whatever the fuck you celebrate to Tucker and no one else on this podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Kaz. <laughs> I don't want to wish happy holidays to either of you or Gosling. I understand. Thanks.